0: Hello, everybody. This is Mark fines and welcome to The Mark Fine Show. And thank you once again for joining this one-stop shop for everything conservatism. Peace. The American way and frankly just the way that you ought to live your life. And uh, as everybody's talking about, uh, I want to continue the conversation with what's going on with Ukraine. And it is tragic what's happening um, to the Ukrainian people. And my heart and my sympathy goes out for them. And really wanted to address this issue because it's the the one issue that cannot be ignored. In fact, uh, if you haven't noticed, it, it seems like uh, COVID just miraculously disappeared because we're not talking about it 24-7, which I guess is the one only bright spot that's come out of this whole thing with going on with what's going on in the Ukraine, but it is what it is. And, and here we are. And the title of this episode is Crazy People Do Crazy Things. And that's what I wanted to talk about here, because what you are seeing is the manifestation of the craziness of the left and how they think that you can reason with crazy people. Now, you know, I've been in law enforcement for a very, very long time. In fact, uh, probably 32 years of my adult life is between, has been between the military corrections, uh, the police work, and as an FBI agent. And whenever I watch the news and I see, you know, discussions about why do people do things and you try to rationalize it and you try to think it through, uh, what, the one thing that people who have never worked in law enforcement don't understand is there are crazy people out there. You understand that? There are people out there walking around planet Earth that really have no reason to be walking around unsupervised at any time. And Vladimir Putin is one of those people. Now, we have that on the street you know, I, I've, in my law enforcement career, I've had people come up to me and say, you know that person that you arrested or you had to use force with, why didn't you just talk to them? I mean, surely they would have put the knife down. Surely they would have put the gun down if you'd have just talked to them and reasoned with them and find out just what what is it they want and, and come to some sort of uh, move. You know, folks, that doesn't work with everybody. It doesn't work with people that are unstable and have delusions of grandeur, or they have voices talking to them, or they're using drugs, or they are using, um, uh, they're, they're under the influence of alcohol, you name it, or whether they have some sort of pre-existing mental health condition by itself or if they have a pre-existing mental health condition and they're they're drinking and drugging on top of that it creates behaviors in people that makes them very very dangerous and there is no rationalizing with them. Now, for those of you that think that you can just go out and send social workers out on uh, domestic disputes and, and those types of calls, I just invite you to go spend a night in a city police department, or any police department for that matter, and let me know how that works out for you. Um, and I think you're going to find out very quickly, there are some people that you just cannot rationalize with, and they have to be stopped, whether they're carrying a gun, whether they're carrying a knife, or whether they're assaulting someone. That's just the way it is. There are crazy people out there. Some of these crazy people become national leaders. Uh, I know in the last episode, I talked about the parallels between what's going on right now and the parallels between um, that and the Second World War and the origins of the Second World War. Uh, in the Second World War, we had a dictator, that one being Adolf Hitler. We had other dictators too, right? We had uh, Imperial Japan, and then we also had St- Stalin over in uh, in Russia, but... That's another discussion for another time. The one that we were concerned with at the moment primarily uh, was uh, Adolf Hitler. Well, also the emperor of Japan, but I'm going to stick with Hitler because we're talking about Europe right now. Now, there was no way of dealing with uh, with Adolf Hitler because he was going to do what he was going to do. This was a personal vendetta for him this was a man that had delusions of grandeur this is a man that was uh, very concerned with his legacy and his place in history and he wanted to be the next frederick the great and he wanted to, to bring germany back to its glory days after he felt like they had been knifed in the back after the first world war and the treaty of versailles and the draconian uh the penalties that had been placed on Germany by uh, by the, all of the European powers and the United States for that matter. And he wanted to avenge that, and he wanted to restore Germany back into its righteous place in on the world stage. Well, that's what you see going on in Russia right now. Vladimir Putin felt like they had been knifed in the back in 1991 when the Soviet Union collapsed. That was the saddest day of his life. Everybody that knows him says that and he is on this quest to restore uh, Russia back into the glory days of the Soviet Union. You don't have to believe that. It doesn't have to be reality. It doesn't have to be the truth. What is important is Vladimir Putin believes that that's the truth. You know, after all, um, if if that's what he thinks, and that's his worldview, and he uh, has a nuclear arsenal and an army, he can do whatever he wants, and that's what he's doing right now. And that's exactly what he is doing right now in Ukraine. And for those of you that think that he is just somehow going to come to his senses and pull back, you have lost your mind. That is not what this man is going to do. Parallels to history. When Adolf Hitler invaded the Soviet Union, and I think that that was the death knell for, uh, for the Third Reich, was going into the Soviet Union and then opening up a second front, uh, in in Western Europe, after the he, did, he never expected Britain and, and, and everyone else to, to fight him. I think he was very surprised that that was that was the case because he didn't think that they wanted to suffer the bloodshed that they had experienced after the First World War, but they did, and that surprised him. And instead of realizing his mistake and pulling back and saying, oopsies, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that, he fought and he fought and he fought until the bitter bitter end. And the way that Hitler looked at it is it was better for uh, the Third Reich to crumble than it was to give in. And you can go look at all the history books and read it and see exactly what I'm talking about. I won't won't relitigate all that history, but he was never... Going to back down? Not even until that last day in May when uh, he and Ava uh, Bron uh, did it. It was murder suicide, and uh, you know he killed her and then he killed himself. Okay, now is that what's going to happen with Putin? I don't know, but there are an awful lot of similarities. This man is not going to back down. He won't. He can't. If you put if you if you put yourself in his shoes, there's no way he can back down because imagine what an embarrassment that would be for him. It's already embarrassing. I, I have to be honest with you. I'm kind of surprised that with the military might of, of Russia that is taking this long to take over the Ukraine. And I think he will eventually. You have to understand that he's not put in, uh, he, he's not put in all of his forces yet. He's not pull out, pulled out all the options out of his trick bag. And as you know, he's already threatened uh, you know nuclear weapons. That right there should show you that we are not dealing with a rational, stable human being. And that should serve as a warning. And what does this mean? You know, if you're a police officer in the street and somebody came to you and they threatened you with a knife or they threatened you with a gun, you know, you don't sit there and wonder, well, I wonder if he's going to use it or not. You, you take them down. You take them down. Once you've made that threat, then you are a threat. And then um, force is justified at that point. And that's where we are with Putin. Now, it's going to come down to do we just sit back and watch and we watch this, uh, you know, para- this rape being uh, uh, perpetrated on the sidewalk and, and as people walk by and watch that happen. And yes, that has happened in cities where people, women have been raped on sidewalks and people just walk by and watch it happen. And, and that's an option if you want that. But is that what we're going to do? And is that what we want to do? I don't know. I'm not in office. The American people allegedly, purportedly put Joe Biden in office. Now, we, uh, you, Ukraine is not a NATO nation. I got that. And that we've been told over and over and over, that's why we're not going to get involved. We're not going to put... Now, the Biden administration, their definition of not being involved in is putting boots on the ground. But that's not the only way that, that countries get involved. Countries get involved by providing finances, by providing weapons, by providing uh, ships, airplanes advice training cyber attacks banking economics all you name it there's all kinds of ways that that countries get involved well to your enemy as far as they're concerned you are involved once you do that you can say well listen mr putin we uh, mr dictator sir we didn't put any troops on the ground oh no you're attacking him because you're affecting his war effort And remember what I said at the beginning of this this program. I said, it doesn't matter what we think. What matters is what he thinks. And once he thinks that he's going to lose on the battlefield because of things that we are doing, then he strikes out at you. And then when he strikes out at you, you need to make the decision. How involved are we going to be? Are you just going to let the bully punch you in the face? Or are you going to get involved? And I'm not suggesting that we should. And please do not take away from this podcast that I'm saying that we should be involved. I'm just telling you the realities of what happens. At some point, he's going to lash out. And when he lashes out, he's going to lash out at the enemy that he fears the most. And that is us. That is not Poland. It is not Germany. It is not France. It is not any one of these countries. It is us that he fears. He knows we are the big dog in town, and that is who he is going to fight. And with each day that goes on, we get drug into this more and more and more. And now you have a president of the United States whose popularity is abysmal and a vice president who's even more abysmal than he is, if that's even possible. But yes, her popularity is even less than Joe Biden's. And then when you put this through the lens of politics and you're going to say, oh, come on, Mark, this is not a political issue. And can we put politics aside? No, that's not how the real world works. That's not how that works. If you think that these folks that have this abysmal rating are not looking at the political advantages and the ramifications from what's happening, you're nuts also. And you don't understand politics and you don't understand how government works. This man, Joe Biden, is on the eve of giving the State of the Union address, which is going to happen tomorrow. And that's going to be very, very interesting. And we're going to have a lot to talk about tomorrow when he does that. But folks, he's in a bind. And as the Democrats always like to say, Rahm Emanuel said this many years ago, never let a crisis go to waste when it comes to being able to use it to your political advantage. And that's exactly what these people are going to do. Now, how are they going to do it? I am not sure. I do know that their track track record is horrible when it comes to these types of things. I know this, that whenever there's a right way of doing something and the wrong way of doing it, Joe Biden has taken the wrong path every single time. That's the one thing that Joe Biden is very reliable on, and that is taking the wrong path every single time he has an option. So keep an eye on that. But as we speak, Kiev is on the verge of being overrun, and uh, all of the other major cities are on the verge of being overrun. And again, it's surprising to me that the the Russians are having this hard of a time. It's really surprised them that the Ukrainians are fighting the way that they're going to. But... Remember, Putin did not put his entire force into this fight and he's going to be stepping that up and he's going to be using other methods. And, you know, he's not brought out the strategic bombers, for example, and he's not started a carpet bombing the cities that may come down the road. Do not think for a minute that that's not an option Uh, as far as he's concerned, and when he does that, then there's going to have a decision point is going to have to be reached. Like, are we going to allow that to happen or not? That's on the scale of what happened during the Second World War. And the human race has not seen anything quite like that since the Second World War. And when that happens, you're going to get into hundreds of thousands of casualties, maybe even millions. And when we get to that point, this generation, this generation of people has not experienced that what are they going to do what are they going to demand and what is the world going to look like when all of this is over but you do realize that for every day that goes by every single day that passes this will get worse more people die there's more suffering the economies the world economies are suffering they're already beginning to suffer and we have a president that says we're going to send more money, and it's going to be a lot of money. And this is on top of all of the money that he spent on the programs uh, during, uh, during COVID uh, over the last couple of years, trying to get the economy uh, restarted. And then we shut down our economy because of COVID itself. And there are still jurisdictions in this, in this country, here in Virginia, as a matter of fact, where people are fighting to keep businesses closed, restricting business, restricting trade. Masking our children in schools, despite little to no evidence that they have any positive effect and lots of evidence that it has a negative effect. We've lost our way. We have lost our way. And I don't know all of the answers to all of these problems, but I do know that we need some adults back in, in office. We need mommy and daddy to come home and shut this party down because this is, imagine, three years in China. Hasn't gone into Taiwan yet. Iran has not developed a nuclear weapon yet. Just look at how we're dealing with Putin right now. Look at that. Look at what we're dealing with. And do you want Iran to have a nuclear weapon as well? And do you realize, how many of you realize that this particular administration, the Biden administration, is allowing this to happen? Just think of the trick box that we will be in when that happens. Because if you think Putin's crazy, you just wait until Iran has a a nuclear weapon, and you're going to see some real crazy at that point. Folks, I'm not here to impress or depress. I'm just here to express what's going on. And we need to keep an eye on our involvement. And what I'm warning everyone here about right now is, be prepared to be much more involved in this, than we are right now i don't care what they're saying that is not how the real world works there will become a timid tipping point where we don't have a choice and we will have to just shut putin down whether we just say to him look you're you're, you're stopping that you know the, the military you have in place we are going to stop the military in place we know where all of your nuclear weapons are we know where you are and uh, the minute that you go to move use a nuclear weapon then that's going to be it for for you. We may have to get to that point. I don't know, but I do know this is not going to stop. Mark my words: this man is not going to realize the mistake he made and do an about face and pull all of the his resources back. You know, Peter Ducey said to the uh, awesome Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary. Uh, he was he was talking to Jen Psaki the other day about. Uh, uh, about the sanctions and their effectiveness and he asked her you know hey jen with all of the sanctions how many how many tanks trucks and troops have turned around and gone back to moscow as a result of you uh, imposing sanctions and of course the answer to that was none none and i don't expect that you're going to see any so with that, folks, this is Mark Vines. This is The Mark Vines Show. Thank you for joining me again. Please spread this podcast everywhere you can. Check us on Parler, Facebook, Rumble, Twitter, all those platforms. And let all your friends know that you're listening to this program and that they should be listening to it too. Their life will be better. Your life is clearly better because you're listening to the show. Try to help out your fellow citizen and point them in our direction. And we'll talk to you later. Take care.